Just a heads up before we start the show, if you're hearing birds on lawnmowers, it's because I'm podcasting in my backyard. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Freedom Report. What I love about Austin Peterson is his love of the battle. He wants to fight. Austin was, of course, the rabble-rouser, just to make sure I stayed Rothbardian. We live in a world fraught with danger, and there is a certain amount of danger that the public must endure in order to secure the blessings of liberty for economic freedom and personal liberty. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Austin Peterson here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Freedom Report podcast. Today is Saturday, May the 4th, and I feel obligated to say, may the 4th be with you. Yeah, it was cheesy, but, uh, you know, it was just too easy. Um, gl- glad to have you here. Looking forward to talking to you about the big news of the day, which is an incredible Friday night basketball slam dunk campaign on the anti-gun lobby. I guess I shouldn't say anti-lobby or anti-gun lobby because they're not really anti-gun. Uh, the gun control lobby doesn't want to take away guns from the cops or the military or specifically the FBI, which is who was I was reported to yesterday, <laughs> apparently. Uh, they want to take away guns from regular people. They want to take away guns from normal people, civilians. Uh, they want to take away guns from the regular mom and pop, the regular Joe, you and me, essentially. Because <laughs> If you have not been following what's been going on on Twitter... Uh, and I know a lot of you are not necessarily social media peeps, then I have got an incredible story to share with you today. If you have been following the controversy, what's been going on with the Moms Demand Action for Gun Control mobs coming after me uh, last night, then you're going to enjoy this show a lot. Um, So first off, I just want to let you know that obviously we haven't had a podcast in quite a while, and I'm going to be discussing what's been going on uh, with my personal life and with uh, the new radio show. Uh, which if you have been uh, listening to the last few weeks, really grateful for that. Thanks for your participation there. Um, But at the end of this podcast, I'm going to have a discussion about what's been going with radio show, just kind of my thoughts on the medium um, versus podcasting. You know, right now we're doing a podcast and uh, you're not going to have any commercials or anything like that. So uninterrupted discussion about topics, I think, is what podcasts are really for. So if you want to stick around for the end of the show, uh, please do so. I'll probably talk for about five or ten minutes uh, about podcasting, technology, the liberty movement, and all that kind of stuff. But first, let's talk about guns. So here's what went down. Uh, last night, that would have been the 3rd of May, uh, Shannon Watts, who is the founder and the head of uh, Moms Demand Action for Gun Control, uh, posted a tweet. She was attacking the NRA, uh, National Rifle Association, which is what she does, right? She's a lobbyist, so their whole point to, to reason for existing is to find a boogeyman, find an enemy, and uh, look for ways to you know, take away our freedom, um, which is our Second Amendment rights. And a squiggly line guy who's a writer at the Libertarian Republic wrote a nice little piece, grabbed some of the best tweets from the event. So let me give you the context here so that you can understand. Uh, Shannon Watts tweeted at the NRA spokesperson saying, Moms demand action brings in children to do their dirty work, which is wrong. That's what the NRA spokesman said. Uh, She says, if fighting for stronger gun laws is dirty work, what do you call the NRA leader's work, which results in 51 U.S. children or teens getting shot every day? That's what she says. And my response to that, which is what started this whole firestorm, and yes, you may say, Austin, this is a troll, and I will, uh, I will offer some criticisms of this point of view that were given to me from some friends, so stick around for that. 
But I responded with to her statement where she said, if fighting for stronger gun laws is dirty work, what do you call the NRA leader's work, which results in 51 U.S. children and teens getting shot every day? So she's trotting out the bodies. And I said, the price of freedom. And of course, the leftists lost their mind. They lost their collective shit. Uh, another good thing about podcasts is you can say that. They lost their collective shit and uh, started attacking me because I said that uh, that is the price of freedom. And that might sound a tad blunt to you, uh, but and it is, uh, but it paints a stark picture of the mindset that I have, which is, in essence, the idea that there is no tragedy, no matter how great, that justifies taking away the rights of innocent people. So after I've tweeted at them in response, saying that this is the price of freedom, she says, children's guns death, gun, gun deaths are the price of freedom? And I tweeted back, yes, it is. Freedom is dangerous. And then in quotes, the Thomas Jefferson quote, timid men prefer the calm of despotism to the boisterous sea of liberty. And then she responded saying, nah, there are other democracies, other democracies, that understand the right to own a gun isn't a suicide pact. The bizarre belief that our children should be sacrificed on the altar of gun manufacturers' profits is exactly why American moms are kicking the NRA's ass. And this is the tweet that got reported to the uh, FBI. I said, how many people have to die before I surrender my rights? Answer, all of them. All of them. Anybody who wants to take my rights, for sure, they'll get the ammo first. But no tragedy, no matter how great, justifies taking away my individual rights. And the people who want to take my rights and use violence to do so better have guns. Because if they want to just use democracy, well, we have checks in against democracy. We have this thing like the Electoral College. We have anti-democratic institutions, of which I laud, of which I praise, of which I am so grateful for. Because you will never go wrong if you bet against the intelligence of the average voter. That's a Winston Churchill quote bastardized very poorly. But you can never go wrong. I know it's H.L. Macon. You'll never go wrong underestimating the American people. Uh, yeah. That's why we don't live in a democracy, Shannon. We don't live in a democracy. So it's not other democracies. We're not a democracy. A democracy is where 51% of the people tell 49% of the people what to do. And it wouldn't matter if 99%, it wouldn't matter if 100% of people voted to take away your individual rights to free speech, to own guns, not to have troops quartered in your home. <laughs> it wouldn't matter if everybody voted for it. You'd still have that individual right. There's a difference between what is legal and what is moral. Quite often things that are legal are immoral. Quite often things that are illegal are moral. Quite frequently things that are legal are immoral. Legality and morality aren't always aligned. That's why we are not a democracy. We're in a republic. We are a constitutional republic with limited democracy and individual rights. Individuals have rights in this country. They have a right to bear arms. They have a right to keep and bear arms. And it doesn't matter how many people die or how many people out there fall on their swords, fall on their bayonets. If they, if they have an accident, that is not my fault. I cannot possibly go out and police every single parent in the entire world to make sure that they are using gun safety. I can't do that. And the government can't do that either. 
So we can't do it. And uh, I just think that uh, it's a harsh thing to say, you know, but I, I, when I called into the Gary Nolan show this morning, Gary does his Saturday morning show on guns. And I said, Gary, these people just don't understand that nothing changes about my individual rights based on what the actions other people take or other bad actors take. And, you know, we were even kidding around. We we're talking about Venezuela and why Venezuela is the good, perfect case for why citizens need rocket launchers. Now, <laughs> what's funny was that somebody actually tweeted and said, let's rally to get Austin fired from his job. Well, they obviously don't listen to the radio show because I said I actually talked about that, about owning rocket launchers, I think, with a state senator this week on the show. And I said it in earnest. No, no, I actually I said it with Jose Alberto Nino. We were talking about Venezuela. We were talking about the citizens who were run down by armored personnel carriers, by armored cars. They were crushed by their government. And that's why the average citizen needs rocket launchers. <laughs> yeah, I'm a gun nut, folks. But I just, I'm actually a really nice guy. Just don't tread on me. And so Shannon Watts, when I said, how many people have to die before I surrender my rights? I said, answer all of them. She reported me to the FBI. She tweeted at the FBI, literally tweeted at the FBI. Like she's calling, mom, somebody's saying things on Twitter that I don't like. <laughs> and I tweeted back, call the cops. IDGAF, which means I don't give a fuck. Call the cops. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Needless to say, I basically dropped a bomb and walked away and didn't look out back at the explosion. It was a hilarious, hilarious, hilarious situation. Recef tweeted back. She says, she's like faking the conversation that Shannon Watts must have had with the police and said, Police, hello, Shannon. This man on the internet will not surrender his rights to me, police. Shannon, I think it's time to talk to a professional about why you're trying to get someone swatted for not wanting their constitutional rights taken away. Jimbo Grande El Tres says, I'm sure she's frantically dialing right now. Camellia, the very rare Camellia, says she actually tagged the FBI. Shannon would have been with the British in the revolution. We would still be bowing and kissing the ring because anything else would be too dangerous. Mike Deitch wrote back, ma'am, this is the FBI. It's not a Wendy's. Rant to them. <laughs> Luke Moravec says, how many times do we have to tell you someone supporting this Second Amendment on your thread is an emergency? Dylan Teague says, please live stream this ridiculous call so we can all laugh at how little they care. I'm sure they won't be upset at you all for tying up resources to report a joke. Daft. Shannon Watts. She, uh, and then, of course, um, uh, Blue Camellia finished it off by saying, because Shannon uh, Watts' whole motto is fight like a mother, but her whole thing is she bans, every, she blocks everybody on Twitter. So for some reason, she hasn't blocked me, but I think it's because she likes to go into my followers and block all of my followers. So Camellia, who is a mother herself, tweeted back at Shannon because she was blocked, uh, fight like a mother like this. And then here's a picture of Camellia being blocked by Shannon Watts. So that's how you fight like a mother. You run away screaming. Well, if you're going to run away from a fight, the rest of us, we aren't like that. We're here to fight. And if you want to fight, bring it on. Bring it on. Keep throwing me in this briar patch. Please call the station at KWS. Call into my show from 6 to 9 a.m. As a matter of fact, <laughs> as a matter of fact, folks, Moms Demand Action, I sent them an email. They, they contacted us at the KWOS news radio station and said that they had an event. They wanted to send a representative to talk on the show. I sent back, said, send anybody you want. Send anybody. Call in. They couldn't find a single person to do it. They couldn't find a person to call into the show. Wow. 
So fight like a mom? Is that what it means to fight like a mom? Not the moms that I know. Moms that I know are badasses. And they would never let their rights be taken away because they know that it's up to them to defend their children. Some of them are single moms. They don't have a man to take care of them. They don't have somebody else to look after them. They look after themselves. That's what real feminism looks like. That's real female strength. What I'm seeing from Shannon Watson and her followers is female weakness. And they're all weak. They're all white women, which is so funny because I'm, I'm, I'm on Twitter right now and I'm getting attacked by this chick with the LGBT flag in her profile. She's like, white males. She's like, most of your followers are white males. And of course, immediately I've got Hispanic guys. I've got, you know, <laughs> you know, all kinds of minorities who are following me who are tweeting at her. Just Duncan, Duncan. It's like the Harlem Globetrotters right now. It's like, you've got to see it if you're on Twitter. Go and check some of these threads. It's absolutely hilarious. And I will definitely talk about this on the radio on Monday. But first of all, what about some of the criticisms to my uh, humor and uh, the type of responses that I have? There, are, there have been some criticisms. As a matter of fact, I want to read one to you right now. And I, of course, uh, I get to offer a counterpoint to the criticism because that's how this works. This is my podcast. So Dan Giles says, Watts is a fool, but I do not like Austin's response in the least. And I guarantee she's going to use it as proof that we all hate children. And I responded and I said, "Uh, Dan Giles, it's time to stop kowtowing when they whip out the corpses. I'm tired of playing nice. And then I posted a picture of Donald Trump saying, sounds good, doesn't work. And Dan responded and said, so beat them with facts and logic and allow them to bury themselves. No need to be a douche. You're one of the better debaters I've seen on the libertarian side. This makes you look like Ted Nugent. I say they are immune to logic. They understand only one thing, force. Dan says, sounds like a violation of the NAP. And uh, he says, I agree she's immune to logic, but she's going to make it look like you are too. And I says, I say, if she strikes me down, it will only make me stronger. He says, she will not strike you down, but, but she could make you bring yourself down. That is very true, Dan. That is a sincere criticism. Uh, Matt Mahler says, Dan Giles, she's going to use it as a proof that we hate children. And then Austin Wade can say, how many children were killed in Nazi Germany, Maoist China, under Stalin, Lenin, Khmer Rouge? How many First Nations people children were ripped away from their families while their, cavalry, uh, while their family was slaughtered by the U.S. cavalry? What Shannon Watts is, is a racist, classist, nationalist. She only gives a shit when it's upper-middle class American children that die and doesn't give a shit about those in poverty globally who are buried in mass graves. Damn, Matt Mahler. And then Dan says, okay, but you're only preaching the choir when you go straight to Nazi. And I said, and then I said, I'll build up to Nazi. I'll start at Khmer Rouge. <laughs> uh, and Wayne Fielder also has my back on this one. He says, nah, I love the response. The time has come and gone for niceties. The lines of the argument are so well entrenched at this point, there is no point whatsoever in arguing the principle of the thing. Hyperbole encourages hyperbole, and eventually one side or the other crosses a line and shows the true nature of their argument. And there you have it, folks. That's what this is. In this battle of ideas, if you ramp it up, eventually their house of cards will fall. Eventually, the mask will come off. When the gloves come off, the masks soon come off because we basically, metaphorically, punch it off of their faces because they reveal themselves and their ridiculousness. And as long as you maintain a strong line and a strong pendulum swing, then you can maintain your balance. Balance is such a key 
important part of this. When you're engaging in these high-level debates, when you're engaging in these high-level confrontations, and that's what this is. This is a confrontation. But I'm going to make them blink. And they did blink. And they added, what, two or 300 new followers on Instagram, like two or 300 new followers on Twitter. So they keep throwing me in these briar patches. They keep uh, making me the hero. And I'm grateful to that for them because there's nothing I love more than being on the front lines in this fight. Thank you very much for listening to the Freedom Report podcast. No matter how many times they trot out the corpses of dead kids and play, they, they play them like marionettes, who's the one who has the child and who is pulling it on the strings? Who's really the disgusting one when you grab the corpse of, de- of a dead child after a tragedy and then you trot it out for all to see? And then you stand it up in front of all of us and hold it and play it like a marionette. Marionette, who's the sicko? for their strange, sad puppet show that they put on for us. It's them. It's them. Me enjoying and holding dear my individual rights, I'm not the bad guy. They are. Thanks so much for listening to the Freedom Report podcast, folks. This has been a really exciting weekend. Obviously, there have been some other news I wanted to share with you and talk to you about some personal things. So this is that part of the podcast. So if you're not super interested in personal stuff or uh, technically uh, technical conversations about like radios and podcasts and things like that, now's the time to go. All right. So if you're still listening, um, you're probably a friend of mine and know me personally. So thank you so much. And uh, I'm glad that you're listening to the podcast again. We're going to keep this going because... Some people have been writing in and saying, hey, they love the radio show, but they're not super happy with the commercials. Well, of course, you have to understand the commercials need to be there. And as a matter of fact, we need to to find sponsors and advertisers for the show and continue to have a strong advertising base so that we can continue to grow this main this show, mainstream news show, and build this audience. Because that's the mainstream, right? What you're listening to right now is alternative news. You're getting alternative viewpoints. You're, this is not the mainstream media, but when I'm on the radio in the morning, that is mainstream media. Uh, so it's very important for that show to grow, and advertising will be an important part of that. So I would like to say that if you know anyone who wants to sell products on the radio to a fairly large market in mid-Missouri, please get in touch for that. But the podcast here is now where we can have longer discussions. So I'm going to continue to do the podcast, the Freedom Report podcast, because the advertising does break up the topics in the show, and I can't always go into details or extreme length about some of these topics. And I, you know, it's uh, you can have a little bit more fun when you can have an extended discussion about something like uh, that topic that we were just discussing, and not have commercials be broken up. So I think the podcast is a good idea. Sometimes we're going to have people who are going to come into town for my radio show. I might have them on the podcast as well. So that we can have a longer conversation. Um, so yeah, so look forward to more episodes of the Freedom Report podcast. Transition to Jefferson City from Kansas City has gone very well. Um, it's been me basically me hitting the ground running uh, at KWOS and then drinking from a fire hose because I've had to learn a lot and I'm still learning. There's a lot of training that I'm doing for my job. Um, not just training on how to, you know, produce a radio show itself, but also like training on advertising sales, um, meeting with advertisers and clients. Been running around a lot of town, ta- um, a lot of times running around town with the sales team, the people who sell the advertisers, and learning, you know, how these business relationships work. And I was doing that to a small part on the Libertarian Republic, but not in a full-time professional, you know, go out and you know be a salesman and sell ads for the content that you're creating creatively, right? Uh, but I'm actually really 
appreciating getting that business experience, and I'm going to be writing some commercials for the show. Uh, so that's interesting. I get to use my experience as a producer as well as being a radio talent. Um, kind of get to use all of my creative and technical skills, which is, you know, kind of, uh, it's exciting. It's an exciting thing to have. And um, from, uh, from a political viewpoint, it's going to be a very powerful tool to advocate for the things that I believe in and to help the freedom fighters that I believe in, people like Tony Lavasco here in Missouri, State Rep Tony Lavasco, you know, he came on the show a couple of times, but uh, he's a very libertarian Republican, and when he was on the floor of the House here in Missouri, I caught video footage of him and used it in the show to broadcast him fighting against eminent domain, and he has been a true liberty Republican. It's very good to see, and so having that radio show and being able to help him, um, you know, it's I'm doing my part, you know what I mean? So personally, I feel good about it. I feel like politically, it's going to be a good thing for the Liberty Movement to have this show, and we've just got to continue to grow. Um, you know, podcasting is going to be the kind of thing that I'll do probably once a week now, just because I actually my voice gets really, really tired. So we'll probably go to a once a week podcast that I'll do on the weekends, and it'll be extended uh, topical discussions for the Freedom Report podcast. I want to say thank you to my Patreon subscribers for sticking around through me, with me uh, as I went through this transition. It's been a really crazy few weeks, um, and of course I had to like you know make a, a home, a new place to live. So that takes a little bit of time. So we are getting the podcast back on the feet, uh, and thank you so much for supporting me as I made this transition. Apologize for not doing podcasts on the regs as much as I was, but of course, I hope you'll understand that uh, extenuating circumstances have made it that I uh, haven't been able to podcast as much. So again, my sincere apologies to you, my good friend, and probably Patreon supporter if you're listening to this uh, to this part of the podcast show. So uh, what's to come? What's the future? What's going to happen now? Well, you know, I think that this show, the, the radio show, is going to ignite the Libertarian Republic. So what you're listening to right now, the Freedom Port Podcast, I'd like to see us expand into more podcasts. I'd like to see us build this network from inside the mainstream media and outside of the mainstream media. I want to have a two-pronged approach. I, um, so if you know anyone who would like to write for the Libertarian Republic or who would like to be a part of Team Liberty and who wants to help us organize, especially in Missouri or even in the Midwest, um, yeah, just get in touch. Get in touch with uh, Team Liberty members. Uh, there is a Team Liberty group on Facebook where we all chat and share. Get active. Um, what do I need from you? I need uh, help promoting the show. So if you see the KWOS Morning Show on Facebook, do me a favor and please share that. It helps so much. Even if you just share it on your own personal page, that would be extremely helpful. But if you can do more and you can promote it above and beyond, people like Steffi Weffy are doing, you know, Steffi Cole, Camelia Plosser, Pam Ames, Michael Wharton, Connor Martin, and others are helping so much with it, and I could really use more help. We've got to just grow the show so that it's big. It includes, you know, our entire community and just build up, build up, build up. It's like the game Risk, you know. You just build up, build up, build up, build up until we have a, until we finally have a libertarian network, folks. I mean, I mean, obviously people like the Daily Wire and the Blaze and these other alternative networks and stuff like that, they have way more resources and they have you know cameras and they have crew and they have time. I think we can get there. But some people might say, oh, well, they're kind of competition. And in a way they are, but not really. There just isn't a libertarian network that's at a libertarian network. It's, it's either conservative and libertarian or it's just conservative. We need a good, credible fun, engaging, excitement, technology-forward media network. I think that this radio show can be the sort of the fertilizer 
for all the seeds that we've been planting in the movement. Like all of these young activists that we're training up, we'll give them experience. You know, they can get a chance to come on the radio show if they write an article in the Libertarian Republic that goes viral. We've already done that. Gary Doan has been on the show. Um, Jose Alberto Nino, who was a, a contributor for the Libertarian Republic for a while, has been on the show. So, you know, Caleb, um, Caleb uh, Schumate, I call him Schumate. He's Schumate, but he, I call him Schumate just because it's, it's a lot cooler sounding. And he doesn't mind, so, so that's my thing from Caleb Schumate. You all know Caleb. Freedom beard 92 on twitter as a matter of fact caleb actually just got tweeted at this is so funny now by the time you listen to this podcast he's probably already seen it but glenn beck actually tweeted at caleb today and i mean caleb is the hugest glenn beck fan ever he tweeted caleb's article and tweeted thank you caleb and i think caleb's been asleep for like 12 hours or something because he hasn't seen it because he would be freaking out and exploding as a matter of fact if i turn my phone on right now he's probably already woken up and seen glenn beck tweeting at him so it's exciting you know we can do amazing things team liberty but i think that we've got to focus in on building up a libertarian network a strong libertarian, liberty-centric network that, again, is credible. You know, it's not a tinfoil hat. It's something that we can use to promote our ideas. We need that. Um, they, we have think tanks that do that, but we don't have a for-profit institution like what Glenn Beck is doing and what his Daily Wire is doing. We don't have something at that level yet. I think that this network, the Libertarian Republic, can be that libertarian network. I believe it. Do you too? All right, great. Well, thanks so much for supporting me on Patreon. If you don't already, please do so so that we can continue to keep these podcasts going because that's going to be the motivator so that I spend what I do full-time. I will also do on the weekend and things like that, take some extra time for you guys, give you some longer conversations. So please support on Patreon, patreon.com slash AP for Liberty if you don't already. And if you do, again, thank you so very much for your graciousness uh, in supporting the spread of libertarian ideas through the Freedom Report podcast. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. Have a wonderful weekend.